Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of Frame Skip. It's your holiday week episode. I am, of course, Austin Eller, your host for the evening. I am joined by my three buddies, my two buddies, I would say, because one of them's not my buddy. I'll, I'll leave it to your imagination who that is. I don't know who it is. I'm just taking a guess. There's somebody out there that is not my friend wow. on this show. <laughs> that person is not George Loftus. Uh-oh, that just... How's it going? You forgot my George Cam Newton Loftus. There it is. Yeah, we had a bad game this weekend against the Dolphins, but it's fine. Why is it that we always lose against the Dolphins? Why is that a thing? Because the Dolphins are actually decent this year. Wait, did you did you say we? Are you a Pats fan? Yeah, Yeah, I'm a Pats fan. fan. I didn't know you were a Pats fan. Yeah. I try to uh, forget he's a Pats fan. I don't know. It's weird. Brady could like never play in like, you know, a comfortable temperature area like it's just so bad in miami every time we go there like for the second game and it's just it's never good man that's so strange yeah i don't know it's always bothered me that we lose to them like nine times out of ten this one i'm okay with because brian flores ex defensive coordinator for the patriots uh i think he's a great head coach um and i think he like rushed the field after one of his players got hit like with an illegal hit like after the play ended and like he almost got the crap like he almost got into it like a fight, like with yeah, a I get, I get the Bengals. I'm just yep. like, this guy is really freaking cool. This guy is <laughs> awesome. God, I, I wish he were still with the Pats. Yeah, Brian Flores, he he's a good coach. I think he helped really turn that team around. Uh, the Dolphins, okay, was- <laughs> and free agency helped him a lot too. They went out and got people this year. Yeah, no, who else were joined by not Brian Flores. But the ladies' man, Elijah Steele, whose nickname that George created last week, I really don't even recall what it is. But Elijah, how are you doing? I recall it very well. And I'm doing very well. What is it? The Apex Adonis. I don't really get it. Because Apex is like the highest of something, also one of his favorite games. And Adonis is just like a real, real good piece of eye candy. Okay. So he's like the top of the food chain. I've never heard that word before. Really? Isn't that a... um... I think it was a character in Greek mythology named. Yeah, I, say, I thought it was a Greek mythology thing. Interesting. Yeah, it was just like such a, a smoke show. Total babe. So yeah. you're saying Elijah is a god? No, he, I think it was a demigod, if anything. Or okay, I think so Elijah is a, a demigod. Or like a really, really hot mortal. And everyone after is just like, oh, he's an Adonis. Like they just compare him to this Greek figure. Okay. I, I, I kind of hope it uh, is the demigod, just because I like being called a demigod. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm doing great. How are you, Austin? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's it's a holiday week. I'm feeling cheery and swell and and I fine. Feel, yeah, I listened to a bunch of Christmas music at work today. Ooh. Yeah, what'd you listen to? Um, my playlist consists of Taylor Swift, uh, Pentatonix, Andy Williams. Andy Williams might be like the Andy Williams Christmas album might be the best Christmas album ever. You know, the thing about Christmas music is there's always that one radio station that plays it like starting November 1st, right? The iHeart, you know, with uh, me, I'm that radio station. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But you know, you get tired of hearing the same song over and over, but you go to YouTube and I'll do this at school when I'm teaching um, and I'll have it in the background, just really light, you know, but there's some really good, what I really enjoyed the, cause I love Christmas music, but the, um, the jazz stuff is really awesome. 
Like I could listen to that jazz yeah. Christmas, like just on, you know, just on repeat because it's so good. And it's not your typical, here comes, you know, that type of stuff. It's like good stuff. It's. Did you ever notice one of the popular Christmas songs that you always hear in every single store is Feliz Navidad? Yes. Yeah, by Jose Feliciano. Claro que sí. In every <laughs> store I go to at least three times while I'm in there, please. It's like they have a playlist of like 30 songs, but they have that one in between every two songs. It makes it makes honkies feel less guilty for being honkies. It's great. Hmm. Everyone loves that song. Hmm. White people love that song. I do um, love that song. I've been listening to the Lo-Fi Christmas Beats station on oh, YouTube. No. That's been fun. Just sure. to fall asleep to. Well, it's just, just nice, <laughs> slow, melodic stuff. It's easy to fall asleep to. It's good. Are you a fan of that Lo-Fi Beats girl? To study to. Oh yeah. wow, is that the one I Yeah. Uh <laughs> no, no, no. There's like Dude. this cartoon drawing that everyone is like, it's the lo-fi beats girl. Yeah. It's just her it's like sitting at a down. desk and like to change the, the time of year, it's just like, oh now it's snowing outside. Oh yeah. now it's raining outside. Oh now it's just beautiful sunlight outside. Um yeah. no, it's not I don't think it's the same one. It's like okay. I think it's just back piggybacking on like the seo of, of right that. Um, yeah right we're also joined by the coach kyle newman aka christmas coach how's it going Ooh, i've been getting a lot of sleep since we uh went, got on christmas break like i've been taking naps and i feel a lot better <laughs> how many hours a day are you sleeping now well I, i'll at sleep like eight to ten at night and then i'll get i'll throw in like an hour or two hour nap during the day okay because once I once we start back to school, now it's like six hours max during the week. If you know each night, and then yeah. so I'm getting as much sleep as I can right now. So rookie numbers, man, you got to pump those numbers up. You got to get more. I wanna, well, you know I what? Your, I wish I could, 14. man. I, I know, right? Yeah, that's college days, man. I remember doing that when I was in <laughs> high school and college. But fun fact, you know, Elijah's fun fact: when I am deployed. I can easily sleep 12 hours. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's because I'm just focused on one thing only, whatever that one job is. I don't have a, have to worry about all these other things. And like, you know, once my body gets adapted to that time uh, or, th you know, that whole region and everything, man, I could, I could do 10 to 12 easy on our days off or one day off a week. Gotcha. Nice. I tend to sleep about eight hours a night, but even that sometimes is like, it just doesn't work sometimes, which is sad because I'm 24 years old. Um, but yeah, sometimes eight hours is not enough. So like, like yesterday when I woke up after sleeping eight hours and I felt like crap. Yeah. So yeah. If I get it's less awful. than eight, I'm a total jerk. Oh yeah. I have to get eight. Yeah. I have to get eight. Which is unfortunate because when I work that 6 a.m. shift on Sundays, I never get eight because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep at nine o'clock at night. That's or eight o'clock at night or whatever it is. That sounds yeah, about right. Yeah, because I'm in second grade. Yeah, I can do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a three year old. Let, let me go pull out my little my little stuffed animal and snuggle it up and yeah. have my parents tuck me in at 630 p.m. You're, you're going to go take two laps around the living room and get all tuckered out. Yeah. <laughs> So how are we doing this week, guys? What have you guys been playing? I know it's been, uh, you know, like Coach said, it's been a kind of holiday week for him, at least. I don't know if he's been playing anything. We all played something last Sunday. 
I know that. That was I fun. was I was working, so I did not get to play that. So I'm sorry I didn't get to join you guys. Well, George, what did you play instead? What have you been playing? Um, I played Spyro. Elijah and I had a special episode last week where we talked about trophies, and I feel like I haven't gotten a platinum since Astro's Playroom. Like I feel like I'm, I'm sort of like losing my my little gaming mojo a little bit. So I wanted to do something easy, just like knock in some quick wins. And I had never played the Spyro series before, so I went back. I played Spyro: You're the Dragon, or Spyro One, whatever the first one's called. So I played that one, and man, I never had a PlayStation growing up. To me, PlayStation was just the thing I would play at Walmart, like in their little demo kiosks, uh, while I waited for my mom or dad to finish doing whatever they had to do at Walmart. And I just like my neck is permanently damaged, I think, from staring at like an eighty-five degree angle, just like look up at the screen. But um. Man, that game is really fun. It's really weird playing something that like so many people associate with childhood, but like I'm playing it as a 30-year-old and I just do not have the memories of it that most people playing it do. But I really enjoyed it. It was weird playing a competent third-person platformer not made by Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I always loved... Now, I never played any other Spyro game except for the first. But I loved <laughs> that first one. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun, and um, it's weird because that was it's all Insomniac, right? Yes, yes. And so it's just like seeing like the pedigree of just like their leaps and bounds transformation from Spyro. Like I can't believe that was like their first big hit. That was to put them on the map, and then like they did Spider Man and Miles Morales. You know, it's just like oh wow, like of course, like you can see like I, I guess the DNA is there because like the writers are still good, charming writers. Like it's like an enjoyable world that like you want to spend time in just the same way as like Spider-Man was for me, at least. Um, right. What did they develop on the PS2? Sly Cooper. Oh no, they yes. did Ratchet and Clank, not Sly Cooper. Oh wait, sorry. I'm thinking of, okay. I'm thinking of, uh, so Insomniac whoever, did Ratchet in, and Clank. Yeah. Whoever's in Seattle. Yeah. Sucker it's Punch. Sucker Punch. punch. Yeah. Yes. Sucker Punch did Sly Cooper. Right. Yeah. So who are the ones that did Infamous? That, that was, that was Sucker, Sucker Punch. punch. Sucker punch. Okay. Yeah, I always want to assume Sucker Punch did the Spider-Man game just because, like, I played Infamous yeah. 1 and 2 for the first time this past summer, and it feels so similar, like, in in all the positive ways. I'm just like, wow, what a wonderful open world that you can just interact with, and they really thought about how to use your powers to navigate this world and made that just, like, part of, like, they made Traversal fun, which is really important in an open world game, and I feel like a lot of open world games forget that. Um, yep. And so, like, you think they're made by the same team, but they're not, and... Uh, yeah, man, I'm just really impressed with Spyro. I'm like a third of the way. I just 100% of the first world in Spyro 2, uh, Ripto's Rage. And I think there's two more worlds. Like, I think there's a winter and then, or a fall and then a winter level. Um, they made some changes. There's one thing that uh, I was not expecting. So this is a kid's game. I thought it was going to be like an easy platinum. There's one part that was just such a pain in the And like every main hub world has like a flying level where you get like 30 seconds to complete different objectives. And there's like eight different things there's eight different objects for four different objectives that you have to knock out and each right. one adds just like a little bit of time i finished all these with like 0.2 seconds remaining in the clock like it was significantly harder than i thought and uh i can't believe they threw that into a kid's game like i i'm trying to imagine this game came out in 1998 i'm trying to imagine third grade george trying to do that and i don't i don't think i had it in me to get it done back then so i'm, I'm just trying to imagine third grade george Oh, so chubby. Just a little little, <laughs> little chunker. Yeah. Twinsies. You know, I'm thinking, you know, what's interesting. I think the reason why PlayStation did so well that it has such a big, you know, fan base is 
the, I guess you could call them second party developers because they're companies that solely develop for Sony pretty much, except for, I think it was Insomniac did that one game. There's one game they did, I think even for PC, but anyways, it was that uh, underwater uh, one. Oh, this, uh, so there was the, also Sunset. Rhyme of the Deep, Song of the Deep. Song, Song of, the, of deep? the Deep, yeah. They also did, what was it, Fuse? Fuse, yeah, I was going to bring that up. That game right. is beautifully average, yeah. So if you think about it, you know, they grew from the PlayStation to PlayStation 2, and then from the PS2 to the PS3, and their their games, like, they they were always geared for the for the people that started with them, right? Yeah. Whereas Nintendo is just, most of their games is for kids, right? And minus Zelda and Metroid, but everything else is geared towards kids. Fire Emblem. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're something different though. I mean, like, yeah, but they're, that that's an amazing I'm, series. But you know what I'm talking about? Like, um, well, even they're, they're even big Every series. Pokemon game treats it like it's the first Pokemon game you've mm-hmm. ever played. And like, right. you know, for a fact that the people buying Pokemon now, they've probably played another Pokemon game. Like, well, come on, guys, what are you doing? Like, obviously, every Pokemon game is going to be someone's first in that series, obviously. Yeah. But they really just handhold you to, to sheer boredom if you've ever played one before. And I feel like a lot of these other games are good at introducing mechanics, but they don't just beat you over the head with it. Like, I had to actually look up a guide for Spyro 2 because it was so unclear what I was supposed to do. Um, and then I eventually just thought like, ah, screw it. Like, I'm just going to go have fun. And then I, I eventually got there, but it was just way more just dumping you into it than I expected a children facing platformer to be. Um, I will say at least aside from those flight levels, like you said, George, at least that game is not like absolutely brutal. Like crash bandicoot one is. Oh my God. Yeah. That game is gnarly. Um, Cause I remember, I mean, I played both series when I was a kid. And I remember Spyro is very much that like kind of chillax, like kind of just be in this world and explore. And, you know, I never really remember them being too hard, but I do remember those flying levels being a little ridiculous. Yeah. I love those games. They're so good. Yeah, I'm excited to finish out the trilogy. I'm really just trying to beat games on my PlayStation 5 so I can make space for Cyberpunk. That that was what I was trying to do. But um, I I understand that. When are you going to start playing Cyberpunk? As soon as I beat Spyro 2 and 3 mm-hmm. and get the Platinums, and then as soon as I beat Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and I can delete the campaign off, and then I'll have enough space to finally start Cyberpunk. So I'm hoping by, like, New Year's Day. I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer to, like, maybe after February, once they get a lot of stuff fixed. A couple because, patches, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this last patch, the fifth one, a lot of people are saying it made things worse, you know? so That's great. Great, yeah. great. <laughs> Elijah, what about you? What have you been playing? So there are really uh, two games I want to talk about. One is just Yakuza, which I finally beat after between the time we recorded the podcast last week and the time the podcast came out, I put 23 hours into it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I'm at a little over 75 hours right now. Holy I crap. I beat the campaign. The game ended great. I was grinding to level up because I heard the end of the main ga- game you really wanted to level up. I overleveled and the final boss was doing like 12 HP against me each hit and I had like 1200 HP. So I unlocked a suplex move and Austin, I'm so sorry, but 
every time I used it, I just yelled Suplex City. And he kept doing that over and over till I beat him. <laughs> and then ended by yelling, I'm Brock Lesnar. Um, but then there is a like a final dungeon after you beat the game that, again, I was too OP for. And the final boss was doing 50 HP to me. Now, there's another final dungeon after that that was originally DLC in Japan, but it's just part of the game over here. And it's that same dungeon, but everybody is level 99, which isn't hard because I'm almost 99 myself. But apparently to beat this final boss, you need to have like at least one job for each character job ranked up to 99 and at least two other jobs up to like level 50. So it's going to take me about 20, 20 to 30 hours just to level up enough to hope I can beat this boss. Wait, is that tied to a trophy? Yes, it is the final uh, trophy. I need how, wait, how pissed are you in Japan that that's DLC. So it doesn't count against the platinum. Uh, I'm very upset because they, so the one trophy over here is just get, get seven job ranks to max. And that just means all seven characters, whatever. It's super easy. Over here, you just need to get them to level 30. Over there, it's level 99. Okay. But it's easier to get seven jobs to 99 than to level up enough to beat this final dungeon. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, the, the game ended great. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it is it is my game of the year. Uh, it, nice. I, I think it's the best in the series, hands down. But the other game I want to talk about, and thank you to the dev for the code, is Morbid the Seven Acolytes. It's like a free-roaming game, but it's like the 2D-style graphics. Oh. It's like a, a free-roaming open-world game, but it's like the 2D graphics. That's interesting. Um, but it's a very Dark Souls-like game. Hmm. And I'm having a total blast with it. I think it's a fantastic game. What do you um, mean it's a Dark Souls game? Um, Honestly, a lot of stuff that that you would say like if you were to say what are some of the staples of dark souls i could say like and here's Dying. the equivalent of that in morbid <laughs> okay um everything from like the bonfire there's an equivalent to that uh the way bosses are there's an equivalent to that like it, it is very souls inspired but it's such a fun game there there is a lot of lore to it um honestly i don't understand all the lore yet uh i need to really go through everything and but I like the game enough that I want to know this. Uh, it, 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 it's super fun. It is very hard. There are a ton of different weapons. And on each weapon, you can put in runes to add 10, 15% chance of bleed damage, 10% chance of bleed, you know, different. There's like uh, lesser, greater, and that depends on the damage percentage. There's like bleed, fire, electric, freezing, uh, you have a uh, sword and a ranged weapon for each loadout. You can have two different loadouts. Think of Bloodborne in the way of like, you know, you have the ranged weapon that, like I said, it's very Souls-like in uh, there's a an equivalent to it in this game for almost everything. But it is, it is very good. Like I said, it is very hard, but it is so fun. I'm having a blast with it it you you do you die a lot uh but the nice thing is you keep your experience and everything when you die basically nice because there isn't really an experience bar you like but 
there's basically it shows a brain up in the corner and you see fluid fill in around that brain. When the fluid gets to the top, your experience maxed out and you basically grew a level and you get a skill point. Hmm. And then you can add that skill point into different what are called blessings. So like right now, the two blessings I have are the uh, heart of Dobrim, which, by the way, is basically the Estus flask. It rejuvenates whenever you sit at the bonfire equivalent in this game. Uh, it basically this blessing makes that heal you more. Uh, the other blessing I have is just a bigger health bar and it'll, each one takes another skill point each level. So if, to level up once, you need one skill point. To level up a second time, you'll need two skill points. Third time, you'll need three, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, it, it's a very Souls-like game, but it is so good. It's so fun. I highly, highly recommend it. And if I wouldn't have had somebody mention this to me on Twitter that they think I would like this, I would never have put a second thought into this game. Are you going to do a review? I think I will. Nice. Uh, it, it, it'll take me a little bit to beat just because... I love these games, but I'm not great at them, but I love them. So I will get through it. But yeah, I, I'm going to do a re- uh, review of it. What's it called again? Morbid, the seven acolytes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I want to look it up because I'm, I'm curious. It sounds very unique. Sorry, it is. You might've said, what are you, uh, what are you playing it on? Uh, I am playing it on my PS5. It's on, I'm pretty sure it's on PS4, Xbox, I think even switch and PC. And George, uh, you know, this would be something you would enjoy. Except for one trophy, the trophy list is not bad at all. Cool. The only trophy that would be hard is to defeat an acolyte without being hit at all. Yeah, I'm not very good at trophies like that. (laughs) Neither am I. That's the only trophy that, like, looking through this thing, I think, like, doing I'm like, I can't do that. But every other trophy, I'm like, oh, that's pretty easily obtainable. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna platinum the three Spyro games to get my mojo back, my, my my groove back, just to pull a real Stella, and then I think I need to like really earn a platinum. So I'm gonna look at slightly more difficult ones just to not feel like I'm just do Bloodborne, do Bloodborne with me. Oh God, no, screw I, that. No, I was gonna say I can help you. I am super OP for where you would be because he ran around a table four hundred thousand times. Look, okay, yes, I cheated when the game came out. <laughs> I do not regret that. I do not regret that at all. But. You would be helping me as well as I help you. Okay. Because I could help you get through these bosses and level up super fast. And it would help me level up more because I need to play through the game another time. Gotcha. 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 I, so I need one co-op. trophy. I need one trophy. Yeah, there's some co-op in Bloodborne, but it's it's yeah. interesting because there's like a currency to do it. So you yeah. have to use one like anytime you like let someone into your game, basically. Yeah, it, it's very simple. Uh, you can't do it until you face up the first boss. And even if you die, then you, you can start doing it. Okay. Yeah. I want to beat the first boss on my own just to say I at least did that before, you know, my super. It is a pretty easy boss once you get used to, oh, this is what he does. So I want to move here. And the basic lesson of any Souls-like game when you're fighting a boss, stick to their. They can't hit you. All right, sounds good. I thought you were going to say kill them. I mean, that's a good rest. That's the the best way to kill them. So, George, have you never played Bloodborne or much of Bloodborne? Uh, No, I haven't really touched any Souls games. Um, I'm surprised by that. And you have a PlayStation 5, which means you have have Bloodborne. I have Bloodborne, 
I mean, I have it. I think I bought it on PlayStation Now or on a on the PlayStation Store. And the bundle for PlayStation Five I got came with Demon Souls, and I think I played Ooh. that game for maybe forty five minutes ten years ago. Um, I, I was gonna say uh, I'm not one percent sure how it works, but I don't know if Demon Souls has co op. Um, huh. don't know. People can invade your game, but I don't know if it's strictly negative. Um, it does not say on the back because I was gonna say if I had co op, we could do that because I haven't gotten super far in that either. Yeah, I need. I need more co-op games. I'm starting to get a little restless on my island off the coast of Maine in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic. It's really starting to get well. Godfall. You know what game is co-op? I know. I was working. I'm so mad. Oh, what did you play on Sunday? <laughs> Mario. No. <laughs> Forza Horizon. Yeah. That is analyzed such that coach a good game, man. That is it such was, a great game. I had me and Elijah had the best laugh. <laughs> bro oh my god to, to put it into perspective for people i decide hey coach in austin let's just have a race from right here to yeah. this one point on the road not an official sanctioned race in the game or anything just for fun so austin and i set up on the road a tour bus comes up behind us so we're just like well, he's just going to wait there. And then I started getting terrified he wasn't because coach was trying to set up and all the cars coming the other way decided, no, we're going. And there was this just huge collision of cars right in front of coach and he's trying to set up. And they just keep doing it. One car just decides to keep trying to go running into other vehicles. He was like repeatedly like T-boning these other cars and he was just, he was having a grand old time. Oh, and this whole time I'm thinking, oh God, how long until that tour bus just decides to say, screw it? And oh, he was in the back of Austin. He was sitting right behind me and Elijah. He was like sitting there like ominously like, you, you guys better move. You guys better stop this racing oh. madness. I got people to take some place. Oh, so good. <laughs> As I raced in my Lego Ferrari. But, uh, Coach, have you? I don't know if you want to talk about that game much or if there's other stuff you've been playing. But, yeah, we had a um, great time playing yeah, that Sunday. We, we played that one. But off and on, I've been playing, going back and forth between um, Fallen Order again and um, Star Wars Squadrons. And Squadrons. I was always hesitant to pick it up when it first came out because whenever I would play Rogue Squadron, I would never choose to be in cockpit mode, like the cockpit view. Sorry. Oh, it's, I was. Uh, it's so claustrophobic. It's the worst. Yeah. Those games were built for third person. Yeah. And so I thought it would be the same for this, but it was on sale. I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just try it out and see, right? What is, I think I picked it up for 20 bucks or something like that. That's and not then, bad at all. No. And then it was like, it ran smooth. And I, I played the, the intro a lot of times because the only thing is, to uh your i guess to go left or right like not move left or right but just your your wings you know like um, your pitch or like yaw. yeah your pitch yeah that is your left controller but your thrust is also your left controller going up so if you are even the slightest bit off and you're at a diagonal pressing up your 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 whatever ship you're in is going to like rotate so that's what I, I'm trying to perfect. So that way, when I get into the harder levels, I won't be fumbling around, you know, because you're, I, I know you're going to need to be exact on, on, on things that you need to do. So, but other than that, I love it, you know? Um, 
And coach, there is crossplay. Wait, really? Yes, they added crossplay. Oh shoot! Oh damn! Yeah, I was gonna but get it on play together now on Xbox because Coach sent me the One X against my will, <laughs> and now that's even more enticing because now I can still play with you. Yep. Oh yeah, man, I, that's really. I, neat. I just read about that like two days ago. I think that was in their latest patch. Maybe I don't yes, know. That sounds right. Yeah. So, Coach, how pretty is that game? Very. Like it is, I mean, of course it's developed for, well, I guess we're in the next gen now, but it was developed for PS4 and the Xbox One, but it looks amazing. There's no stutters. Um, yeah, but it, it looks amazing. It, it is a super beautiful game. And even like, I played it a few weeks ago for the first time, not in VR. And I couldn't play it too well because I was so used to playing it in VR. Yeah. It just feels so natural. That I mean, that's got to be the way to play it. But it's good to hear that it's at least still like decent, you know, playing on a screen because that would be how uh, I would I play. I haven't played it without VR, and I I like yeah. it a lot. I'm stuck on one level just because I find it really unclear about what I'm supposed <laughs> to do and how I'm supposed to do it. It's like a Y wing bombing level, and I'm a little huh. a little frustrated. I've I've died a couple times. I, I'm taking a pause from that, and right. I'll come back to it. But um. The uh, game's super cool, super pretty. Uh, that first the prologue level, I think, is like one of my favorite gaming moments of the year. Like that entire prologue, I thought was just yep. fantastic. Yeah, it was good because you start off in the uh, Tie Fighter. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but then halfway through, you do jump into an X wing. But going back to the, you know, the Y wing, the bomber level, those were like my least favorite in the Rogue Squadron series. For a while, for me too, until I like really figured out like, oh, you tap B, and then like you get like the reticule up. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with doing that. I'm so bad at bombing with like the targeting computer. Yeah. And then I got really good at doing it just like freehand, like uh, with like the circle that appears on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that took so many tries. Like on that uh, that level where you have to like take out the star destroyer, and make it crash, and then you have to right. like swap out all the different ships for whatever ground vehicle you're fighting against on the next level. Um. It took a lot of practice with that. And then like the freeing the prisoners from like that asteroid belt prison. Like that mm-hmm. was, uh, that was yeah. a lot of practice too. You had to blow up the, uh, the, the, the mall. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prisoners of the mall. Yeah. God, that's what it was. Now it was good. Yep. Did either of you play, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's the mission where it's basically, it's basically like a five on five uh, mode where you have to tr- essentially the goal is to take out the enemy's main ship. It is a very tiered multiplayer f- game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, there is the attack, the main ones that littler ship than the main ship. And then usually right after that, you have to defend your ship by attacking their main ship while mm-hmm. or your, their like side ship while it's attacking you. Then once oh. you defeat their side ship, then you can go back into operations, right? Where it's like tug of war yeah. going between yeah. different zones. Okay, yeah. Yes, that's what operations. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Very, very similar to that. Hmm. Let me ask right. you this. Um, with the announcement of the Rogue Squadron movie, do you think, because Factor 5 has not, it's still together. They're just doing, they're just basically like migrating 
um, Netflix, Hulu stuff. to the yeah, Switch. Yeah, right. So they're doing things like that. But do you think that EA will hire them to either port the Wii game that's just sitting somewhere that's already finished to current consoles or create a new Rogue Squadron game? Do you think we might have that um, in the next three years? I doubt it just because I couldn't see EA basically doing an outside hire in a way. But they also, they ported a whole bunch of like other games though. Like the fact that like, like uh, the racer game from N64 came out and that came out well after like the super bombad, like whatever, like the second one was racers revenge. Mm -hmm. Like that came to PlayStation four first. And then now, the 64 version came. Keep in mind, all those, ga- those, all those Asper those games aren't, really those aren't EA. So there is a chance that it will happen, but EA won't have any part of it because EA but, only deals in new games. Okay, yeah. so okay, then but, let, how about this? Okay, let me rephrase that question. <laughs> do you think Disney, because Disney owns all of that, mm-hmm. do you think Disney will rehire or hire? Um, factor five to either do something new or take that one game that they own because it's Disney and um, up res it and port it over to the current uh, current and last gen systems. They better, man. They freaking better. I've, I've sent like two emails out to people I don't know in like my entire life, basically when I wasn't like asking for a job or whatever. But like when I was eight years old, I sent like a letter to my celebrity crush was Lisa Kudrow because I was really into friends. That's fair. And then when I was 18 years old, 19 years old, I wrote a letter to Nintendo asking if there was any chance that Rogue Squadron would come to the Wii Virtual Console because I'm dying to play that game again. I couldn't find my N64 at the time. That's all I freaking want is that game to come out. My big fear is because it was never published anywhere, like because the Wii version was never published, that like it would basically, it would technically be a new game, wouldn't it? Even if it's just a collection of previous games. And like Rogue Squadron, I know came to PC, like it's available at uh, GOG, goodoldgames.com. Yeah. But it's not the same and there's no controller support for it, I don't think, at least last time I read. Like it's just not like the best port, but it is like an N64 game that I think someone just kind of haphazardly brought off the cart to the store. I don't think it's like the one made with love by Factor 5. But man, I, I'm dying for that. I want that so freaking bad. I want... I want a so, Rogue game with trophies so bad. So the one on Damn. the Wii, they um, it, it's not just a collection. They remastered it, basically. Yeah. Um, I know they remastered the first one, and they might have done the second one, but they also added levels. Like, there is with the – because there was the Wii Motion Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one-to-one. So they had a lightsaber dual missions in there. Oh, for the th- that. for the third game when you were on person, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. sweet. I want that game. <laughs> so you know, but how would you translate that to current like, day? You you wouldn't you be able to PlayStation VR. That's like, that. <laughs> this is a small tangent. That's the one thing that really bums me out about PSVR games is that there's no games that just use the PlayStation Move controllers. Like I want like a light gun style game where I don't have to wear the headset. That would be really cool. Bring me Time Crisis Six. Yeah. Like, just, uh, like, why isn't I, that a thing? I, w- I was going to say, there is Time Crisis on PS3, but that's as close as we get. Yeah, and so that, but that was also, like, that game came out six years ago, eight, eight years ago? Like it was No, like, way, way, way longer. Okay, well, that's that's a problem, too. I'm curious also, now. 
let's let's not forget the uh, wonderful latest installment of the Ape Escape franchise on PS3, Ape Escape Move or whatever it was called. That was awful. That used the Move controllers. Another terrible example of on on the rails monkey catching on PS3. <laughs> so, so you're saying you're not a fan of games like Dragon Ball Z Connect? No. Which I heard is garbage. What about Panzer Dragoon Orta? That's on rails, right? Mm-hmm. I have yeah, never played a Panzer Dragoon but, game, so I don't is. know. I got really drunk and bought that at the beginning of pandemic and played it. It's really good. The game's actually really good. So like, is that the one that just got remastered? No, I bought like the Xbox Classic one. Okay. What was the one that came out with the launch of the Xbox One that everybody said was awful? That was the Connect one, right? No, that was the one from the uh, not the. Um, what was the system after the Genesis? The Saturn. Yeah, it was the one that released on the Saturn. Panzer Dragoon. But I thought there was like a brand new Panzer Dragoon game on the Xbox One, like a whole new game. Mm, I thought I it was a, I thought so. it was a Connect one. I thought that was the problem with that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. The Connect didn't work very well with that. Can, can we not talk about Connect because now I'm thinking about the Connect uh Steel Battalion and I just want to cry. I think I am thinking of that Connect one, George. I, that's yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. I have not been playing much of note. Aside from Forza Horizon 4, Woo. which, again, I'm playing on the Xbox One X that Coach proceeded to send me when I did not want him to. But it's but, just going to uh, collect dust, dragon. man. And I knew that you would appreciate it <laughs> and that you would play it. So Yeah, and you're right. And I, I've really been enjoying Forza on it because I've been rocking an, an OG Xbox One, like the launch model, and it has not exactly been holding up well. Um, so it's good to be able to play stuff like Forza. And I, I did try some of Master Chief Collection. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gears 5 looks really good too. So I know it's not like a Series X, but I'm just happy to have have, have an upgrade to my seven-year-old Xbox One. <laughs> but see, now you could play like um, Knights of the Old Republic and it is at the, I think it's 30 frames per second, right? But mm-hmm. if you played on anything else, even the original Xbox or maybe the Xbox One, you're going to get uh, frame drops, yeah. especially on the PC. So unless you have like a, you know, a beefy yeah. graphics card. So you can um, play all of those games and you'll get the enhanced version. For right. Too. So that's what's yeah. good about the, the, the One X. And I did download or I went out and bought a uh, four terabyte external because I was like with Game Pass, like I just want to have everything. Nice. So I, I downloaded like a million games and it took like a week to download all of them. But um, like Skyrim with all them mods, baby. Yeah, no, I know. I saw they just added it. I was like, yeah, Do I really want to play this game again. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. I might give a uh, Fallout 76 a, sh- a shot because I was kind of holding off on that and it's on Game Pass. So if you do. Let us know, and we could all play that together. That'd be something yeah. fun. We could play, um, maybe start a series or something like that. If you do, play. let me know on the podcast so that I can make fun of you on the podcast. That would be great, too. Why? Um, it, I hear the game has gotten a lot yeah, better. It has. It's not like... And in Boston... I've heard... Boston. We're we doing Boston. I've heard some stories, all right? Fallout 76, not the best experience, even all these years later. <laughs> When I was in Boston, I was at the Bethesda event 
thingy where they talked about what they they had going into Fallout 76 this year, which is uh, NPCs, finally. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of job, uh, <laughs> quests now and Jason Muse. So... Wait, Jason Mewes cannot be enough to get you to play that game. Come on, man. I hear that uh, people are basically, as soon as you tune into the game, people are nice enough that they'll just be like, hey, do you need some stuff? And we'll just start dropping all this armor and weapons for you. I've heard the exact opposite. And it's like that game Rust, where like it just becomes like Lord of the Flies instantaneously. Oh, I hate Rust. God. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> What a disgusting game. At least it's not as bad as it's created. I know we just got to do a little bit of research, like playing, you know, there's all those YouTube videos of Fallout 76 in 2021 or 2020 just to see how much it has. I mean, it's it's the same thing that's going to happen to Cyberpunk. In about six to eight months, it's going to be where they wanted it, you know? Sure. Um, By the end of summer, I bet you it's going to be running like, you know, not flawless because it's such a open world, big game, but there's not going to be the crashes. And, and lo- right now there's the, um, the, uh, the save file, the corrupted save file that just ruins your experience yep. and listening to their excuse for it. And what to do is just like, sometimes these publishers and the, they, they think we're just like idiots, you know? Yep. Well, with that, let's say we move into our special topic this episode. We're going to be talking about holiday gaming memories. We do have one I'm going to read off first just so we can get it out of the way. Hotel, motel, holiday. And make sure. Say yeah. what? Nothing. Hangy, <laughs> yo. Um, we have a fan that wrote in, Alden, friend of the show, uh, with his memory. So I wanted to read that off before we... We knocked ours out and and forgot all about them by accident because I know that's something I would do. Um, but he said, "Last Christmas, I had just been introduced to say, at say Thorlar on Twitch yes. by Elijah. Do you know who that is? Yes, Elijah? yes, it was me that introduced him to him. He said I was watching his Gives Miss special stream really early in the morning, like around three or four a.m. because I was working nights then." I was on my grandma's couch after opening gifts the night before, and I just remember it being very peaceful during that time. Before all this craziness with what's been going on in the world right now, um, and then he said, I plan on tuning into his streams this Christmas as well as next year, and for however long he does them, he's a great streamer. Thorlar is Norwegian, I want to say. So hmm. he he's on like very, very early for us. So I see. Alden would be even earlier. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he's a great streamer. He gives away, like, he does a lot of giveaway streams. Like, almost every single one of his streams is a giveaway stream. Uh, he, he's just a great person in general. Sweet. Nice. So check him out. But thank you for writing in, Alden. That was very kind. Elijah, you want to go on and start with yours? So there are really three memories that come to mind for gaming. One of them is very, very short. Which is, I opened up all my presents, and then my mom goes, there's supposed to be another one. And then eventually I found it way back in the corner behind the tree, and I opened it up, and it was Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Ooh. Still to this day, love that game. 
couldn't tell you if it's actually a good fighting game or not, but I love that game. Uh, one one of my favorite ones is I knew I was getting a GameCube for Christmas because mm-hmm. when our local Ames was going out of business. Oh, shout out to Ames. Been a minute. Yeah. yeah. I bought so much stuff there. Uh, I bought like the Pokemon 2000 CD for like 10 cents. What up? A bunch of Gundam model kits for a dollar. Oh, I got Gundam action figures there for like five bucks. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Gund- or, uh, Game Gear games for like two bucks a piece. Uh, uh, I was but, wondering, Ames was somewhere, it was, it was like a Kmart, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a Kohl's with uh, clothing. But I ended up getting, we got two GameCube controller extension cords. Hmm. And I'm like, I can give these to my cousin for Christmas. He has a GameCube. And my mom goes, all right, here's the one for your cousin, and I'll put this one back. And I'm like, wait a minute, if you're putting this in the closet... I'm 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 getting a GameCube. It's pretty obvious right now. <laughs> then Christmas Day rolls around and there was no GameCube. <laughs> and then later in the day, she goes, "I forgot something," and lifts up the uh like blanket we had on the one chair, and there was another present underneath it. And it was the GameCube. Oh gosh, man, your mom kicks it just pulling fast ones on you. Oh, just yeah. wait. This one is the best one. So. I have my Xbox 360 on pre-order. It's supposed to get in in late January GameStop. And it's Christmas Day, and I already knew some of what I was getting. Like, I knew I was getting Perfect Dark Zero Collector's Edition, because I specifically ordered that off eBay, because I'm like, I want this. She goes, all right, go for it, and I'll put it back for you for Christmas. So I open that, and I'm like, sure, whatever. And then... <laughs> I went to open a gift, and she's like, no, you can't do that one yet. Like, okay, waited. And then she hands me a box and she goes, all right, now open this, but be careful because I think it may have broke. And I pick (laughs) it up and I hear like stuff rustling around. And I'm like, oh no, but okay. I open it up. Right there is an Xbox 360 box with a whole bunch of nuts and bolts just sitting on top of it inside another box. Oh my God. Uh. Nuts and bolts rolling around all over the top of it. (laughs) Um, and then she goes, okay, now you can open the other ones. My aunt was at Toys R Us and they had some in stock. The other presents were in order to buy a 360, you had to buy four games, a controller and a memory. What? That's oh, so geez. much money. That is so, yes. So, like- by, so the presents I wasn't allowed to open before were the box with the four games, the extra controller huh. and the memory card. Well, the 360 and, was 400 bucks, man. So then yeah, you had to buy a $700 purchase. Yes, I love my mother dearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be then even better. Sounds but like she, game, she loves you dearly, too. The games we got were Cameo, Gun, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, and I can't remember the other one, which is weird because that's one of the two I kept. Because they had a thing where you could go exchange like the games within seven days of not being opened, which was perfect. Because two games I really wanted for the 360 came out on December 30th. Hmm. So I took Gun and Tony Hawk's American Wasteland back and got Condemned Criminal Origins and Dead or Alive 4. <laughs> man, that's a gun's, nice. gun's an underrated game, man. You gotta. I, I would love to play. I haven't played it yet. I would love to, honestly. 
It's 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 all right. It's fine. But considering the two games I got, I'm glad yeah. I like Gungo. I think you made the better choice. So yeah. what was with the nuts and bolts? It was just my mom trying to fool me into thinking that it was something that was broke in shipping. So what'd you do with your Xbox 360 that was on pre-order? We canceled it. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to ask, what'd you do with all those nuts and bolts? <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to ask. I know they in the basement in the, in the containers. Which one was it? Was it the uh, the white one that was... It was the uh, 20 gig. Okay. Nice. I think the white one was 16, I want to say. Um, the first ones were... Um, maybe it was 16, because I want to say it was no hard drive and 20 gigs. Uh, I thought the first one was like four. Oh, so four and 20. It was four and 20 then. Well, the, that is crazy. the slim was four. The last model, the slim, that right. was four gigs. Because so I, I, you, you couldn't even, you had to buy a hard drive if you wanted to play Reach. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the very first edition that came out was like 20. And then there was one that didn't have a hard drive. That's and it was like, you needed a memory card to do anything. Well, yeah, there were memory games. cards for Xbox yeah. 360. I forgot about that. And you know what? I still have a bunch of faceplates too. Huh? Oh yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about right that. Wow, what a crazy time! My Final Fantasy 13 and Bioshock faceplates. Fun fact about the Bioshock one: the only way you could get a Bioshock faceplate, they were given to managers at GameStop when Bioshock came out. Hmm. The only reason I got one is because I. I'm good friends with someone who was a manager at GameStop and he still had his. Sweet. Those, those were great Christmases. Coach. Austin. What about you? What are your okay. favorite memories? Well, there, there's a lot, right? But going all the way back to the, um, to the Atari 2600, but the one that I really appreciate the to most. To the dawn of time. Yes. Right. <laughs> Where we throw rocks. Yeah, we invented throwing rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we didn't even know what a wheel was back then. We invented, we invented speech. I just yeah, want you to know you're giving... We didn't have Brand- fire either. I just so. want you to know you're giving Brandon even more ammunition at the coach was friends with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they were homies. So, but my... I, I would say my number one holiday memory was... When I was in college, um, my kids were young. And uh, so I didn't play a lot. I didn't get a lot of playing time in because I was working. I was going to school. And then, of course, I'm being a father, right? And then a husband. But at the end of the Nintendo 64 life cycle, when it went to $99, it had the Atomic Purple controller. Um my uh, my wife at the time bought me that. And uh, my daughter, I remember my daughter was so excited for me to open it up, right? So she was like all excited. So I opened it up. And and so the other game that um, she, she gifted me for it was um, Episode One Racer, right? So we were playing that. But the next day, you know, when we go back to exchange clothes that maybe didn't fit the kids or whatever, I uh, I picked up, um, Ocarina of Time and Rogue Squadron. Now I had already beaten Rogue Squadron on PC, but I wanted it for the N64. And then I could have just survived with those two games on the N64. Um, and then of course I picked up Battle for Naboo as well. But uh, yeah, that getting that Nintendo 64, that was really an exciting, even though I 
joined in the party for the 64 very late, but it was still, that was a really cool gift. And just seeing how excited my daughter was, was awesome. That's a good point. Nice. I mean, like the N64 was really good to Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yeah. Shadows. Oh, so good. Yeah. Dark Forces was on N64, right? No. PS1. Dark Forces was PS1, yeah. Oh, it was only on I, PS1. I need to watch. Yeah. I found out somebody did a documentary on Shadows of the Empire. It's like half an hour. On there it. is. Yeah, there is. I, I, I want to watch that. Yeah. George? Uh, I got a couple. I'll go through them quick because I know we're getting a little, little long in the tooth here. But um, You're good. My dad has like never really understood video games ever. Like he got really good. He got really into Duck Hunt on NES just because it had like a gun that he could shoot animal. Like he like he, was, like he understood that. And he liked Tetris because it was like, you know, the the D-pad and the two buttons and he's just like, "Oh, I understand. You're just trying to fit squares." But like besides right. that, he kind of like really teetered off after the NES. Uh and I remember mentioning something to him about like I had like a neighbor friend who I was not that close with, but like one day I went over to his house and he had an Xbox and I played Halo for the first time. This was probably 2004. Mm-hmm. And I like mentioned something to my dad. I'm just like, oh yeah, he had this. It was really cool. Like uh, the the system worked really well and it was just weird shooting things. Like if you'd like it, it felt like GoldenEye because like we, we tried to bully him into playing GoldenEye with us. And then that was the Christmas of 2004. So uh, under under the tree that year, it was just my dad and I. Um, I got an Xbox with Halo and Halo 2. <clears throat> So Christmas night, I stayed up all night, played Combat Evolved until five o'clock in the morning, beat that game in one sitting, yeah. and then fell asleep, woke up at, I don't know, one in the afternoon the next day, two in the afternoon, stayed up all night playing Halo 2, beat that in one sitting. And it's just like one of my favorite like back-to-back gaming memories of Christmas. So I always associate the Halo games with like around Christmas time. And I always associate them with beating them in one shot because they're they're that great. Um and then a couple years later, I think it was like 2009 into 2010. Uh, I'm a child of divorce and there's like not a lot of perks to that. It kind of kind of not the best situation. But like one slight advantage is you get two Christmases. And so uh, that Christmas that year, I ended up getting a Wii from my mom. She just like mailed it to me. And she, it wasn't in like a big box or anything. She like ripped it out of the box just to make it like easier to ship. <laughs> And just bubble yeah. wrap. It's like I got like three little packages and I had no idea what the hell any of them were. So like that was just like a very, very pleasant surprise. And then my dad, like I was super into movies in college, still pretty into movies now. But like when I was in college, I was just like such like an a-hole about it. Like I would just like have to go to the movies every weekend to see everything that was new. There was like a really nice theater in my college downtown. And so I would just go all the time. So my dad got me a PlayStation 3 because it played Blu-rays. Because <laughs> I had like an HD TV at college that I could plug it into. And I remember feeling like such a brat because it was like the day after Christmas. And I remember taking it, like opening up and it was like the 160 gig model. And I was just like, oh, thanks, man. That's so cool. And like waited for him to like basically like take a nap the day after Christmas. And I like drove to Walmart like in the middle of a storm to like get like the 320 gigabyte playstation 3 like i like i went through this with xbox i'm not doing this again oh my lord i came back home and i was so excited to play it finally and then i opened it up and playstation 3 the slim did not ship with an hdmi cable so as soon as i got back i opened it up and i tried to install it i'm like where the where the f is it where are you and so i had to drive back to walmart again (laughs) to get an hdmi cable (laughs) immediately after 
Um, but then, yeah, that Christmas, like, I beat Mario Galaxy in, like, one sitting, just having, like, the absolute time of my life. So I always associate that game with Christmas, uh, Christmas time, holiday time. And then most recently, uh, my lovely, lovely girlfriend, Aaliyah, she got me an Xbox One for Christmas in 2017, 2018, around there. And it was just so nice because, like, the Xbox One is basically like the Wii of the Xbox thing. Like it's just so good at backwards compatibility and like letting you relive old yep. memories. And so because of that gift, like I got to have a Christmas where I got to play Halo Combat Evolved again because the Master Chief collection had come out. And so that's it awesome. Just, it was just like a lot of fun, like getting to relive like that seminal childhood moment for me of like, you know, being 14 years old and playing Halo for the first time and getting to redo that as like a 28 year old. That was really cool. That's awesome. Nice. Well, I'm, you I'm a big fan of those memories. Um, for me, I'm trying. I, there were a few for me. I mine are, I don't think are quite as clear as you guys, but I think I well, I have to start at the beginning. My my first console I ever got was on Christmas. It was my N64. My mom gave it to me for Christmas. Were you the was, kid in the video? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You actually, no. you actually no. look like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was because I was born in 96. I think they I think my mom gave it to me. I was either three or four. I was pretty young, but she gave me that. And it was like the bundle with Super Mario 64. And that's what started everything. That's what kicked me off down this such a good game too. gaming pathway. Yeah. And it was perfect. I mean, my, my mom, I remember being like very young playing that game. And I don't think I could fully understand it at the time. So she like helped me play it, which was interesting. And um, so I had, a, I had good times with that. Another fun one, which I wish I still had this system similar to you, George, I am also a child of divorce. So I as well Woo! have had two Christmas Woo! gifts in my, in my past. But, um, one year my dad bought both me and him the Phantom Hourglass DS Lite. So it's a, it was gold and it had the Triforce on it. He bought mm-hmm. one for me and one for him. And we were both playing through phantom hourglass like simultaneously together and i'll i'll never forget that and like it wasn't like a two-player game or anything but it was just like that experience of like both getting that ds light and and playing through that it was a lot of fun um but probably my favorite just because it's it was kind of that like yeah i stayed up all night long like playing video games because i got this on christmas was my ps3 slim um might have been it was like the first Christmas after that thing had released. So it was in like a few months of, of the PS3 Sims Slim's launch, mm-hmm. whenever that was. Um, and my mom bought it for me, I think on Black Friday. And it came with um, Arkham Asylum and Infamous One, oh, which was yeah. like, nice. yeah. those were the games. <laughs> like, let me tell you, that, that's why like, that was one of the best Christmases ever. Because I sat there and played Arkham Asylum like all night long. And then... The next day I played it all night long until I beat it. And then I played Infamous all night long. And it just went on over and over and over again. And I had so much fun with those games. And I remember kind of in the same time frame, I had gotten like gift cards or something at Christmas. So I bought Uncharted and I bought Little Big Planet. And it was like all these games that like are obviously super important to me now. You know, I played in the span of like a week or two. And I love and adore all of those games. And so I'll never forget that holiday period. That was like the best. That's pretty amazing though. Cause like, I don't, I don't think infamous or Arkham Asylum. like, I don't think they're in the conversation for best games of all time. 
But like, right. if someone were to say it's their favorite game of all time, I'd be like, oh, well, absolutely. Like, that makes sense. Like, right. And so, like, there's there's more bad games than good games, I think, out there. And so they're definitely in, like, the upper tier of good games. Yep. And just the fact that, like, they were all happening at once for you, that's awesome. You know? Uh, yeah, it was, like, the best set <laughs> of games. It was the absolute best set of games. Like, and it was crazy. I remember really wanting a PS3. I was, like, really into the Wii, obviously. Um, so that was kind of my system for a while after that thing came out. And my parents just couldn't afford a PS3. So when the slim launched and it was quite a bit cheaper if i remember right it was half the price Um, yeah yeah they uh they got me one and it was like my dreams had come true like i (laughs) i was finally able to play all these amazing games that i've been like dying to play and it, it was interesting too because i was never really a playstation kid like i i didn't actually own a ps1 my dad had one and i played a lot of games on his ps1 um but i never lived with my dad so i would play them you know a couple times a year when I went to visit him. I had a PS2, but I got it maybe in like 2006 or seven. Like I was way late on PS2. Right. And even so, that, like I had a PS2 too, but it was like basically just the DVD player for the house. Right. You know, so you said, it was yeah, interesting. Like, I, I don't know what led me to be so excited for the PS3, but I'll never forget that excitement. Like I loved getting that thing and playing those games. So, and, and that was such a good like 2009 into 2010, like is that is that when you said you got it too? Yeah, it was, yeah. I guess we were probably in the same time frame. Probably, it was probably like the same, yeah, because it was like the slim launch or whatever. Right. Um, I remember I grabbed like whatever games I could find that were cheap at the time, and so like I grabbed Infamous because that one was on sale, and I grabbed Metal Gear Solid oh. Four. And Metal Gear Solid 4 was the first one I tried to play. I'm like, I'm finally going to get into this game. And I just like did not understand anything. I'd never played a Metal yeah. Gear Solid game before. So like that was just yeah. a complete waste of time. Disaster. Yeah. And, then, idea, yeah. and then Infamous, I just couldn't get into at the time for whatever reason. I was like, man, this is weird. And then I went back to Walmart because that's the only store in like a 35 mile radius that sells video games for me. Apparently. No, really. <laughs> like the nearest Starbucks is like an hour away. Like I'm just in very, very podunk middle <laughs> part of Maine. And then I grabbed God of War 3 and Borderlands. And then those were the games that like hooked me. I'd never played a God of War before because the PS2 we had was like a launch PS2. Yeah, it was like it couldn't play like the black disc games or whatever. So like it could never play God of War. A friend lent it to me and I just it said cannot read this. Wow. So God of War 3 is the first one. And so like, yeah, man, just associating like that Christmas and just like it felt like turning like 15 or whatever and like seeing like Shawshank Redemption for the first time. You're like, Oh my God, this is what a movie could be. Like, this is what the potential of the right. medium is. Like it was just really exciting. Yeah. God, that's great. Yeah, and you know, the, that slim model, I think that's one of the best looking consoles to date. I, love I agree. Thing. And then if you remember the next model for the PS three, it was more like a seventies with that, thing that opened up and it was uh, like a George Foreman on the top. Oh yeah. yeah. I, right I, there. I have the cobalt blue one right there. Yeah. I got the Ruby red one right over there. Yeah. I left, I left my original PlayStation three slim in storage in San Francisco. And I kind of regret not bringing it just cause like that was my PlayStation. Like we went through some right. together. Sorry, Austin for the swear, mm-hmm. but I brought the Ruby red one with me and like, man, I love it. It's so small and compact and weird and oblong shaped and just bizarre. I'm just like, okay, like looking at this, the PlayStation five makes a little bit more sense. Like you guys can get kind of funky when you want to. Yeah. I I always wanted to buy one of those things while they were like kind of leading into PS4 so that I just had one like boxed in case my PS3 ever died. Yeah. 
I never got around to it, but maybe one day I'll all they're, they're super cheap on eBay. Like I, I grabbed mine on Facebook Marketplace for I think like seventy bucks, and it came with a couple yeah. games and a controller or two controllers. Yeah. So like people are trying to get rid of them, especially with PlayStation Five being the new hotness. So right. Well, those were some good memories, guys. I, I'm glad to hear all of those, and I'm hoping we have some good memories moving forward with games. So. Um, Speaking of memories, though, I think next week our show will probably be our memories of this year in particular, which we might not want to reminisce on. I don't know. This year has been kind of a disaster. You, but... know, you know, though, George and I were saying as disastrous yeah. as this year has been, it is has been a great year for games. It has. It has. So, games so are next... a good thing to reminisce about for this year. For sure. Next episode, we'll kind of go into our our overall end of year awards although i don't know how much i can contribute to that but we'll see i, I probably won't even be on because i don't have anything to contribute yeah. i beat, no, I, I beat jedi on fallen order that's about it that's no, come on. I'm, I'm gonna write some award categories and i think i would love to hear everyone's takes on on these categories well i think what i want to do unless when uh, we could talk about this after but i think what i would like to do personally is make the game of the year type thing kind of open to interpretation like well, just the best game you played this year doesn't right. have to be from this yeah. year no like right. I, I agree we shouldn't do just the best game that came out this year for our game of the year awards it is our games of the year right doesn't matter and if so we came can, out 20 years ago we can clarify that you know like for you guys that played more games and obviously like coach and i like you guys can say you know this this is my game of you know that released this year or whatever it may be astros player um, yes yeah yeah. So, but we'll we'll figure that out. So next week, look forward to that. It'll be our our special wrap up episode, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about games we're looking forward to next year as well, because that's always a fun topic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that about does it for this week, guys. I appreciate you all listening. I know it's it's a holiday week, so hope you guys had a good holiday break out there. If you had a break and got some good presents, stayed, you know that's always fun. safe and wash some hands. Yes, wore a mask socially distanced but as always you can find us on basically anything at this point i mean if you're listening you already know that but you can find us literally on any podcast platform we're also on youtube um not that we have video on youtube but you can listen to the show on youtube if you prefer to do that make sure you leave a review for the show if you can on your platform that you're listening to us on it does help get us out there and kind of expose us so please do that a quick psa uh, for the last 15 days of the year, Epic Game Store is giving out a free game every day. And mm-hmm. there was a leaked list of the 15. And the last, like, five to seven games, if I remember correctly, were pretty darn good. So make sure to keep your eyes out on that. For example, today's is Metro 2033 Redux. But uh, oh. the, the, the list of 15 games, the first, like, seven or so or five or whatever we've gotten so far was completely accurate this list n like has horizon zero dawn complete edition in like the last couple days oh damn! wow so that's good keep your eyes peeled yeah so everyone keep an eye out on that i can't talk um i have not been so that's a good reminder if you want to send a question into the show you can do so either on our social media pages or you can Go to the question form at bit.ly slash frameskipq. That's bit.ly slash frameskipq. 
fill out that form. We'll get it. We'll get your question or your comment or your topic or whatever it is. We'll talk about it on the show. Um, you can also email us at frameskippodcast at gmail.com and you can find us on social media at frameskippod on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com slash frameskippod. Keep an eye out on that because I'll probably, once we decide some of the awards we're going to give out, I'll probably kind of tweet out some of them and tell you guys to send in your picks. So please keep an eye out for our social media pages and respond to that post whenever it is available. You can follow each of us individually on Twitter. Seth is at Seth S. Taylor. Hoping he'll be back soon, by the way. Love you, Seth. Elijah's at Loco Lizard Man. I am at Austin J. Eller. Coach is at Frameskip Pod. And George is at GB Loftus. <laughs> yes. pause. I disapprove, but, you know, I what can you do? Also, we should, don't be stingy this time of year. It's time for giving, so subscribe to Elijah's OnlyFans account. Also. Um. <laughs> Mainly my Twitch, but I mean, OnlyFans. Sure. <laughs> it, it's actually, right, it's actually just a, every picture on the account is just a different picture of a fan. <laughs> First one is the fan in my There book. are only fans. Yeah. Exactly. It's only it's, it's true to its name. All right, guys. We'll we'll be back next week. Enjoy your holiday week slash weekend, and we'll see you. Smooches.